Hello and welcome to the In Squash Podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Gibson, and we're back uh, now for episode 221. Uh, we had a bit of a summer uh, break. I traveled back to Canada with my family, had to take care of a lot of things, do a lot of catching up, and uh, there was no break uh, in the squash scene even uh, during that period when there there usually is a bit of a break. We had the Commonwealth Games, and uh, I think the last episode I did where we left off uh, before I took about a month away was the the Holly Naughton episode and uh, what a piece of uh, karma that was uh, she ended up winning the uh, the silver medal there uh, hugely proud of uh, I know all Canadian squash are hugely proud uh, of her for that and uh, well that's where we left off at episode 220 and today we're at episode 221 with Jethro Beans he makes a return I think it might be his third uh, appearance on the podcast and this is definitely the best uh, we go over quite a few things that are coming up new uh, new things with squash skills, including the uh, the squash training app. Uh, we also talk about squash levels. We talk about the new uh, homepage, the new layout uh, of squash skills. They've got a lot going on, and we go through all of that. And uh, in amongst all of that, uh, obviously, there's a lot of really good uh, squash information, uh, just about you know about coaching, about the technical part of the game, about growing the game, about uh, all sorts of stuff. Uh, about the pro game uh, you name it we cover it uh, in this podcast so it's not just about uh, going through uh, the the new in- initiatives that squash uh, skills has going forward which are really impressive uh, and as I mentioned Jethro takes us uh, through all of that and uh, we get into much much more though I know you're going to really enjoy it episode 221 of the three episodes by far I think this is the best and uh, I know I enjoyed it and I know you will too now just to go back uh, to what I mentioned earlier just before we get to the podcast uh, I missed a lot there well I was actually following it quite a bit but the Commonwealth Games uh, took place uh, during uh, the period where we weren't uh, where I took a bit of a break from the podcast and um, as I mentioned the last podcast we did was with Holly who ended up winning the silver just want to give a, hu- a huge shout of congratulations to all the winners uh, you know, uh, Paul Cole and Gina Kennedy the gold medalists um, Joel Macon, Holly Naughton, silver medalist, Sarf Gosel, and S.J. Perry, uh, the bronze medalist in, in the singles events, and, of course, some great uh, squash in the doubles uh, events as well. Uh, Joel Joelle King actually would have been disappointed not to have uh, reached the podium in the singles, but she more than made up for it by, reaching, uh, by winning uh, the gold in the mixed doubles and the women's doubles, which is uh, very impressive on her, and obviously she would have been uh, disappointed, again, not to get to to uh, the final there, or get get through, yeah, to the final. She had lost to uh, Canada's Holly Naughton in the semi, and that was a what a, what a match that was. I think. Um, uh, Jethro and I have a bit of a chat about that so uh, about that match and he was there he watched it and uh, I wasn't there but I sort of fall I was trying to get uh, <clears throat> a live feed of it but uh, wasn't able to manage to do so I was just watching the, the score uh, ticker and it really looked like in the fourth as I mentioned uh, that maybe Joel had picked up an injury but that was not the case maybe it was a bit of nerves uh, Joel wasn't having her best day but also uh, Holly is such a great front runner and uh, just played extremely well uh, in that fourth game apparently and uh, Jethro takes us through that in the podcast today as well so again congratulations uh, to all of those winners and it's really really great to be back we're going to have several uh, more episodes in the very near future I've got a a bunch uh, coming up uh, right after this one so uh, we're going to get right back at it here but before any of those this is episode 221 with the one and the only Jethro Bins. Jethro, hey, how are you? I'm all right. Good, man. Good. It looks like a lovely day there, uh, wherever you're situated in the... Uh, in the I mean, if you mean lovely by not a heat wave, then yeah, it's lovely. We've yeah. been melting for two... Oh, we were melting for about a month. So, it's, um, yeah, it's nice to get some cool weather. It's, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, is it sunny? It's hard to tell. Is it sunny or is it a little no, overcast? No, no, no. We're a bit overcast actually. Okay. That's but that's nice then. That's nice at the moment. No, I'm just getting fed up of walking around the house sweating. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's tough uh, when you're not when your homes aren't built in, don't have built-in air conditioning, right? Uh, we're not we're not geared up so for you heat. Don't, but uh, yeah. No, we're not geared up for heat. Uh, what about you? How you doing? 
Yeah, great, man. Uh, just got back uh, from Canada, as I mentioned. Uh, I was over for a month. My daughter's setting her, I'm setting her up to go to university, the, uh, the second to, of two of my two daughters. So the, uh, I'm in her room now. This is my new podcast headquarters. Where the magic happens, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, the nest is empty, as they say. Uh, so yeah, it's good. Uh, it was night like like you. The the Canadians were, uh, uh, you know, it was a bit hot over the summer, a bit of a heat wave, as they they say. And uh, but I, I found it, you know, in the evenings it gets cool, and uh, in the mornings it's nice and cool. But it's just during the day. I even noticed, uh, you know, coming from this place where I am now in the middle of it's a it's blazing hot <laughs> over here. <laughs> but uh, that's. If for Canada, yeah, in Canada, it was it was lovely. Yes. Um, but I want to ask you. I mean, uh, 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 Jethro, it's great to have you back on the pod. By the way, I, I think this might be your third third appearance, if I'm not mistaken. At yeah. least, yeah, third, quite third possibly. Least. Yeah, we've had the guys in. Jesse and Gary have also joined in, haven't they? So, Scott yeah, Skills yeah. have been well and represented MP, over the years. Peter, Peter's been in. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. Uh, I, I've got Gary coming up in a few days, so I thought, geez, what the hell? I might as well uh, shoot a, a message out to Peter and make it uh, make it. <laughs> Actually, Lee's been on as well, so uh, um, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah hopefully, you're talking some sense. <laughs> Absolutely, but uh, you know, before we get into all things uh, squash skills and, and squash, I want to ask you about. Uh, you know, I've heard so much uh, about Glastonbury. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't really know the deal. I've been the last festival I was at. It was um, at Thunderbird Stadium, that's just outside Vancouver, uh, and it was the Hip Festival, which uh, I'm not sure how how up you are on Canadian music, but it was uh, the tragically Hip, who you know the, the iconic Canadian rock band, and uh, their lead singer uh, has since passed away, so they're no longer together. But um, <clears throat> Uh, it was the Arctic Monkeys were on the bill. I don't know if you you're familiar with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were Sheffield's finest back then, and uh, yeah. Uh, but it was uh, the tragically hip fest, and it was amazing. Uh, lots going on <laughs> there. Uh, how about uh, Glastonbury? Uh, what was that all? How how was it? Uh, I'm sure you've been there a few times. Yeah, and no, I have. I have. Um, no, it was wild. It was great because obviously I think we'd had two years obviously off due to COVID and the tickets. You know, tickets were still valid, so we were all geared up for that kind of big 50th celebration. Then it got delayed and delayed. So it was just great. I mean, there was such a good atmosphere there. Everybody was totally up for a party. And um, yeah, the weather was kind. It was a dry one, which is always good. And just, you know, not enough sleep, but that goes with the territory and just saw lots of great music and just had a lot of fun and didn't think about squash for a few (laughs) days, which was I guess a luxury, um, as much you know, as much as we all we all love it. Just switching off from everything that's been going on here was was welcome relief as well. So it was just all about uh, you know getting on the dance floor and you know having a boogie more than anything. And um, you know it was great. It was great. I love it. It's probably my favourite place on earth. So it's um, it was good to be back. That's awesome. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. You know, with with COVID and everything, I bet you the atmosphere was just amazing. Oh. Yeah. It's just wild. Yeah, it was brilliant. Everybody was on such good form and you know, everybody was just there for a big celebration of life and love and all that stuff that comes with, you know, with Glastonbury Festival. So that yeah. no, was cool. It was yeah, really cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll look back at, on that particular one and people will will think, you know, just just how special it was. Um, yeah, it's been a few years since I've been to a festival, uh, but now that the nest is empty, <laughs> the to uh Re-release, Jerry. Re-release back into the wild. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, I mean, you mentioned it there, um, you know, take, take your foot off the gas in terms of squash. Like that's what I did uh, over the summer as much as I wanted to. There were, there were a few occasions where I almost, you know, sat down and did a podcast in the backyard of my, you know, place back in Canada. But then uh, I just thought, you know, no, my, my head's not really in it. And uh, now it is. And uh, you're the uh, the first guest of the new season, I guess. Jethro. So it's great. Great to have you on. Um, now, there, there's a laundry list here of stuff that we can talk about because you, you've got a lot going on. And uh, I hope uh, that I that we can get to everything. But the first thing is obviously uh, the new squash skills uh, training app. 
mm-hmm. which I've downloaded. And uh, you might have noticed that I, I sent a couple messages there recently. Uh, um, but it, it's it's amazing. I, I really think there's a lot uh, that a squash player can get out of that. I mean, I, I haven't started my new season training really I, I, I get yeah I have started actually started this week but haven't really been playing and been on the court been in the gym but um, yeah give us a bit of a thumbnail on on the the new app the the squash skills app and then we can go into it in more detail if that's okay sure well yeah. I mean we're, we're actually two apps now so squash skills turned 10 uh, on July the 2nd which was kind of mm-hmm. bonkers but a big old big old milestone for us uh, so I guess partly to celebrate, we've you know we spent a big chunk of cash on a completely new platform. Um, so we've gone with a new website, uh, a rebrand, and then two new apps. Um, and there will actually be a third. We're we're rebranding the uh, the ghosting app as well. So so we've got that. So it's actually going to be three different apps. Um, and the thinking behind splitting out the product into into the different apps was that. You know, we could rather than trying to build something that was all encompassing and did everything and was kind of big and clunky, we, we could actually narrow things down. So we've actually split things into the Squash Skills coaching app, which is basically a Netflix style um, streaming platform. You know, it's all very intuitive. It literally feels like Netflix and you've got all your content on there. So I think there's 450 odd playlists and documentaries and God knows what. Um, on there, it's just just super intuitive and very easy to use. Everything's just kind of one click away. Um, far more usable than than the old well, the old website, you know, in terms of creating playlists, saving your favorites, viewing offline, downloading, sharing content with friends. Um, and it's just you know, it's just super quick and easy to use, and everything you come to expect from a kind of a modern day you know app. Um, so that's that's really exciting. But then. We've also got the training app, which I think you were alluding to. So that's going to be squash skills training. Um, and that's all geared around taking your sessions. So if you're on court or in the gym uh, or down the track, whatever it is, this is all about your your training. And it's just designed, again, it's, it's app focused. You can be offline. You don't need a Wi-Fi connection. Um, and it's just designed to deliver world-class sessions to anybody, to your you know, squash skills members um but just give people the ability to follow you know these world-class um designed sessions from gary jesse um whether they be solo practice pairs practices you know endurance sessions speed sessions strength sessions um all at the kind of tips of your fingers um but then that's kind of coupled up with you know linking to my fitness pal or apple health or um you know opting into to training programs over six week periods with strength or endurance or, or whatever it is. Um, but then you've got other features like community forums, you've got other communi- communications tools within there. Um, and then you've just got this, you know, this huge on-demand library, which we've spent a good chunk of time building. So um, it's, you know, really is an incredibly powerful tool. That's just a huge step up from where we were um, and it's just designed for speed, right? So anybody that wants to get better at squash, is you know it's just the kind of perfect tool for them but i guess once more or behind that which is also just really exciting probably you know since we've been speaking in the summer um is this huge hugely powerful coach player management component so that coaches can set sessions for their players they can set programs they can track the performance of of uh, their players they can track the sessions people have been doing they can schedule all the sessions in the calendar and then it's a communications tool as well. So, you know, I'm in, I'm in, uh, I guess pitching, pitching process at the moment, having lots of phone calls with national federations and big club programs, and just chatting about the power of the power of the the coach player management component. And you know, everybody's getting hugely excited about it because it's just such a, a kind of a useful tool for coaches to manage player schedules and, and work closely with them. And then on top of that, it's it's you know from a coach education standpoint for you know newly qualified coaches just this huge resource um so i think there's 1991 different exercises in there at the moment um and that's only going to grow you know definitely haven't haven't finished there i think there's 380 sessions that are squash specific 
so solos, pairs, you know, your fitness sessions we can launch with. You can have all your different um, programs, you know, around speed, power, strength, uh, agility, whatever it is. Um, so we'll have them off the off the shelf. But then coaches can even then use that exercise library and session library to build their own programs, to build their own sessions that are specific to the player. So I think the really exciting thing for me is that, you know, traditionally squash skills has always been, you know, we've had, we've had a kind of D to C route, I guess, with the player, um, and we've almost bypassed the coach to some extent. I think you know we've clearly offered value over the years to the coaches, but we haven't really offered the tools to the coaches. What this does now is provide the tool to the coaches to then manage their players. So we're going to be just speaking to federations and, and coaches as much as as much as we are the players. So. Yeah, it, it's very exciting. Um, I mean, it's everything that I wanted it to be. Everything kind of imagined squash skills could could have been. Um, I think you know, historically I've been frustrated by the platform. Um, you know, I think the content's always been great, but it's yeah, it's a completely different experience. And you, you've obviously had a sneak peek, um, so I'm interested yeah. to hear what you've what, what you. Well, what I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's amazing. I, uh, the the squash skills stuff like you just mentioned um about the coaching side of it and how a coach it, it was mainly designed for a player to go in and, and you know use the uh use the knowledge that you were providing there but uh, i just found as like i did a, do a little bit of coaching uh, these days and uh, i would go in like even in the early days of squash skills i'd just go in and you know, look at all the variations uh, of the drills and the, you know, the pairs drills and the the training and the technical stuff that you would get into. And as a coach, uh, I'm not, you know, it's not my job or anything, but as a, as a coach, I would just go in and, you know, look for what I thought my player might need and then look at the, the technical stuff that you were sort of doing there and, and the different drills. And, and then I would find what I needed, but now uh, it's more geared towards uh uh, a coach putting together or tailoring a particular uh, a program for a particular player, and then probably uh, this is what what I'm getting out of this is that if I had ten or twelve or fifteen twenty students, I could have uh, a profile for each student and build within that uh, that uh, just based based on the the content that Squash Skills provides, build my own uh, program on based on that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's all that. I mean, very just to, to be clear, we're still very much going to have that relationship with the players and the squash skills membership still gives you access to. I guess, I guess that's, that was the natural, the natural, it was always going to be that way, wasn't it? Because squash skills in the beginning, there was nothing, uh, nothing like it out there yeah. for squash. And that was kind of, you know, you'd go to YouTube, maybe search or, you know, you'd find someone doing some drills or whatever, but having it all in one place and having all the, you know, the great, um, great coaches and people involved in squash, they're uh, working with squash skills. I mean, you have it all in one place. Now you've got, it, it's just become overwhelming. And now you've taken the time to, to branch yeah. out in different, in different ways. And uh, this is, I guess, I get, but but then we'll talk about it later. Uh, you've got bigger and better uh, things coming up in the future as well, which is uh, something uh, we can we can discuss a bit later on. But overall, what I saw from a player's perspective, I'm really excited to get to um, sort of get into it myself. I'm not. I mean, there's stuff on there that I totally neglect, like diet. I don't. <laughs> I, don't I mean, for my, I should maybe give it more uh so take it more seriously but uh there's i mean there's that sort of there that that could help guide me and maybe get me going in the right direction because i don't know anything really about that i think a lot of people are like that uh, maybe the majority of, of people but uh you know just in terms of my own training making sure i stay on track if i have to do you know, I'm not repeating myself. I'm doing certain exercises on one day, doing something else on the next. Sometimes you forget uh, as a player where you are uh, in terms of your training and, and something like that. You know, you maybe write it down in a diary, but uh, maybe you forgot. But this, yeah. uh, this kind of app, I think, really helps keep you, uh, it keeps you sort of uh, focused and remind, it, it, there are constant reminders in there as well. So uh, yeah. that's sort of my initial uh uh, assessment based on what I looked at and I haven't uh, put it to practice yet but I'm planning I should have started today but uh, it's going to be this week uh, 
my hitting partners are coming back uh, this week. So uh, we'll, there's lots, I mean, with my hitting partners as well, we're going to get to squash levels. Uh, we're going to talk about that, that here in a second as well. But uh, is that sort of uh, kind of how you view it? Or is there, there's probably a lot more to it than uh, Yeah, uh, I mean, I think we just, we just wanted to simplify the experience and make it far more user-friendly hmm. for our members. Yeah. That, was, that was the fundamental reason for the rebuild. Um, you know, I, I think it's an immensely powerful tool now. And as I said, and, and we know the content's always been great. I just don't think the usability and the accessibility has always been there. So I'm really excited to see how people now respond and having the apps, you know, push notifications will be there. It'll just be much easier to access the content or to go and access your sessions and have everything on demand there. So I think the usability is the the big thing. It's going to be far more intuitive and far more user-friendly. And I think that's, you know, that's going to be a big a big step up. Um, but as I say, I am really excited about where this goes with the federations and with the more significant organizations for people running programs, you know, all the conversations we've had, you know, everybody's got you know, good words to say and everyone seems, seems to be excited about the possibilities. And I think, you know, from a coach education support, support framework, it, it could be really, really cool. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's just, it's just in a good place. I mean, we're due to launch, well, actually, this is top secret. We're due to launch very soon. I'm going to keep it very soon because you never know with um, with web development. Um, but in theory, we're we're not too far away. Um, we haven't actually announced the launch date. We're just just working through a couple of final up things. The new uh, squash skills uh, website. This is the website and the app. So you've had early access. I but, see. Um, yeah, you were one of the special ones, Jerry. Um, yes, so. Well. The uh, we're literally due to due to launch yeah imminently um but that's all tied into the to the rebrand as well which i'm pretty excited about obviously i guess you've had a chance to get an early, early take at the the new brand and uh the new logo and new identity which feels like yeah it's a nice step forward i think oh definitely i mean what you guys put together uh, on the you know squash skills one version one is just there's so much content on there now and it's absolutely i can find anything i want there but probably not that easily the new the new search function you know the way it's all all geared up for browsing and search by topics you know it should be far easier to get to where you want nice and quickly and easily and save that stuff so i think it's just going to be a hugely different experience and say the the, the content was never the problem. It was just you know making it easily available, and I think that's the the big step up. Um, yeah, that's huge. I mean, you you could do you could do so much. A lot of coaches coach remotely now. A lot of their their players are overseas or whatever. They could just say, okay, here you go. Uh, you know, this is what what we're doing today, right? Yeah. Well, those are the conversations that we're having. It just becomes super easy to literally set a solo session from the other side of the world, and you know, it's set a six-week summer training program you know I, was, I don't know if you you're probably going to be doing something like this as well but there uh you know golf golf is like always because of the money they have a few steps ahead of the game and there's this one app i think it's called the skillist and uh it actually allows yeah i think you guys actually have uh, on squash skills something similar to this so a few years ago where you could you could hire uh a coach say i want to you to coach me uh, weekly, once a week, twice a week. You could hire, I could hire you. Uh, I would send, you did this. I think you, you said I would take a video, a match, send it, send it to you. And then you would look at it, critique it, and then provide me with uh, stuff that I could do. Now, I think you, you're, this is probably going to be part of the, uh, the new launch, but may, maybe it would be where I would send you uh you know, footage of my my training or my my match play and then you would prepare a sort of my a training or coaching profile for me based on that and then send it send yeah it it's definitely it's definitely, it's definitely something on we, we, we've visited it a few times over the years um here and there and i think we've never quite been geared up from a technology standpoint to really deliver on it so i think you you're completely right the new tools it's perfect for for setting up a six week training program, and we we've been doing it really in the over the lockdown period with groups. So I guess the the squash skills training club has been a real kind of revelation over the last 
two two years um that was kind of born out of out of lockdown when everybody was having to it was stuck at home so we came up with that concept of getting a group of like-minded players together uh to train under you know under either Jesse or Gary but then those those training blocks were supported by um access to you know one of the world-class players whether Paul Cole Joel Makin Mustafa Asal, Gina Kennedy, Sarah Jane Perry, you know, whoever those guys are, we'd have them in delivering Zoom calls uh, three times, four times over the course of a six-week block. And then we would design a training program in line with the way that Joel or Paul or Gina trains and give the players the opportunity to try training in that way and follow the program um, on 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 the new technology. So we've kind of been doing that as groups um for the last couple of years but yeah i know you're completely right they're kind of so much easier to send large files and videos now and yeah. do some analysis and identify issues and then you know go on and assign well we, now we can easily assign sessions to go and do and you know videos to go and watch and, and changes and tweaks to make um so i think yeah covid kind of accelerated that idea of remote coaching i think it was something we probably tapped into you know fairly early on um, as a bit from a business perspective, but I think you know everybody's kind of caught up now that the idea that you can learn sport online um, and, co- and coach remotely, you know, it's not necessarily certainly not advocating replacing individual lessons on court because it's no, you know, that's that you're never gonna you're never gonna top that. But I do think there's plenty of space for for remote coaching and online learning. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially if, if you've got, you know, if I want a lesson with with uh, with you, Jethro, or or with Jonah, or you know, whomever, and they're they're available, and and uh, you know, these guys are they're char- You've got, I think, on the Skillist app, you you can get twenty a lesson for twenty five dollars an hour, all the way up to uh, you know, with um, Dustin Johnson or someone for three hundred dollars, right? It just yeah. depends who it is, and uh, everyone is. Well, I mean, probably the guy. Sorry, Jerry. Malcolm the Labradoodle was knocking at the door, and he wanted to. Okay, yeah. He wanted to be let in, so he's. Uh, um, my, I, I had to let my dog out because she <laughs> she, was, uh, she was stirring up trouble there. Uh, he just got got her back yesterday, so she's been a bit, um, a bit, a bit running wild around the house. Right. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, just to, to your point. Yeah, I think there's there's huge scope now particularly with the coaches that we have on on site to open up you know remote coaching with those players and I think it's something we probably will do I think it won't be the focus we just need to get through launch and get you know the subscription business uh up and running and get get the app in or the apps in the hands of our subscribers but yeah undoubtedly you know the world is an interconnected place and it's it's much easier to to work with any coach wherever you are in the world now yeah for sure now, uh, just uh, quickly, if someone was, you know, one, once the once the launch uh, occurs, um, and someone's intrigued by it, um, what uh, in in your mind, how what would the best way to use the new the new training app for someone uh, who uh, who's new to it? How how would you just in a thumbnail, what would be the best approach to? Um, I mean, get registered. We've got. So it's a 30-day free trial. So it's, it's nice and straightforward. But um, I mean, we built a new website. And so there's a new web platform web platform um, with quite a cool dashboard that actually links to, to squash levels as well. So obviously I know we're going to touch upon that a little bit later. But I just download both apps. So there's the Squash Skills Coaching app and the Squash Skills Training app. And just have a look around. Um, and, you know, they're both very intuitive. You'll see the breadth of content on there. You'll see how intuitive it all is just have a play i mean it's pretty simple um both apps are you know available in the app store um you know post launch we'll have we we are going to migrate all the users over on a certain date so actually i mean they are available in the app store now but you won't be able to do anything with them um until we actually migrate all the existing users and, and make it uh open to to signing up but you know getting the apps i think is the the big thing for me it's yeah, they're super, they're super intuitive. They look great, and getting your hands dirty. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I mean, and yeah, yeah, just go and um, you know, browse through the Netflix style components in the coaching app. Watch some videos. Watch some content. Uh, search by the topics. Find what you're looking for. Um, and then in the training app, just I get stuck in in the on-demand libraries. So go and have a look in the fitness 
uh, go and have a look in the fitness library and go and have a look in the, the squash library. Go and do one of the well, fitness, fitness sessions. Library go and do, would be akin to, uh, to Narcos. On, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could roll around on the floor and do a mobility session if you want, Jerry, and just, you know, <laughs> feel good about yourself on a foam roller. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that might the, uh... that might be the best one for me. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it will have to be super painful. Let's, um, uh, if, if if we could, let's move on to squash levels because uh, uh, this is something that I, I think is really uh, uh, maybe you've just touched. You know, it's the tip of the iceberg kind of thing because I think there's a lot of potential here as well if people start using it. Um, now, I I signed up a while ago, but um, I just didn't. I haven't entered my scores, I guess you could say. Um, so I'm planning on entering all my matches uh, starting once my hitting partners get back, uh, once they return from the UK. So basically give us, uh, I know there are several aspects. I've seen it. I've seen uh, the guys on, I think it's squash stories or maybe even squash TV talk about, uh, you know, the pro game and what squash levels has to say, but there's obviously, and I think what you guys really want is uh, the, the everyday player uh, to be using it and entering their scores and then sort of like a, almost like a handicap uh, system in, in golf, that kind of. Um, yeah, kind of. I mean, to, so just to to put, put the record straight, we don't want anybody putting scores in. So the oh, way that okay. happens, <laughs> um, I mean, you can do, you can okay. do, but actually the way it works is we connect to different systems. So at the moment we're connected to 60 different tournament systems and league systems and box leagues and the results automatically flow over via API. So actually the onus is not on you as the individual because recording scores is hard work and annoying. So actually what we do is work with federations and uh, and clubs and, you know, we're providing service to the federation so that they're actually sending their results over to us. And then, you know, the algorithm does its work and then the algorithm spits out a level so say we're, we're connected with 60 different systems at the moment all around the world um we've been here you know, for, for a bit of bit of history for people that maybe don't know so much about squash levels it's it was designed by um my my business partner richard bickers um he's an absolute genius um real maths i think he's self self-described geek um but real maths geek and a squash geek and he basically wanted to come up with a rating system. Um, and he started exper- experimenting with this system about eight years ago. And um, I mean, the maths behind it is actually pretty simple. It's you know, on the basis that if you and I play, Jerry, say you're twice as good as me. So your level is 10,000 and my level is 5,000. The expected score is that you beat me, level 5, level 6, level 5. So you get twice as many points as me. Right. Um, if I actually do better than expected and I lose 11, 8, 11, 9, 11, 8, my level comes up a bit and yours comes down a little bit. So that's the kind of maths behind it. But there's 10 years of behavioral modeling fed into this or eight years of behavioral modeling, sorry. Um, Richard, using his his absolute whiz of a brain, has just factored in every single scenario. And we know how much better, you know, uh, if a, a pro player is playing in a county league against somebody and they're 20% better, we know the likely the effort they're likely to put in. So then we can make all these adjustments. So with the behavioral modeling, we just created the most accurate rating system in the world. And um, it's highly engaging. Um, as I say, we're fully connected up here in the UK, um, connected to all these different systems. So so much so that you know every single team is pretty much picked on squash levels now in the UK, whether that be a club team or a county team. Um, it becomes highly addictive because each res- your level is affected by your last results. So naturally, within human behavior, we kind of we fluctuate between ten to twenty percent per performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it means that when you play, we, we put in a load of damping, so you're not jumping around ten or twenty percent in level, but with the damping, in, you can jump around three, four, five, six, seven percent per match. So it creates this really, really dynamic um, playing level that actually just becomes addictive. I literally find myself in the car after a match typing in the what if scores going, oh, I wonder what my level's going to go to after that performance. And um, I think the record for one player checking his own level over the course of a season was 550 times. 
for oh. one and a half times a day is <laughs> logging into squash levels and seeing what's what's happened or what's gone well, again, on. Would that be contingent upon, obviously it's contingent upon other people's results as well. Yeah, uh, not just yeah everybody's your- interconnected. Yeah. So, so you've got a you know scenario where a beginner is level one hundred now, and Paul Cole or you know Mustafa Sal is eighty thousand. So you've got these sliding scales all the way through. So Mustafa Sal is twice as good as you know somebody who is um, you know got a level of forty thousand, right? But you can predict the scores. So I think a good you know a good chunk of the smart guys have been using it who've been betting on squash they've been turning to squash levels for their predictions uh, over the years you know kind of but yeah we're in the process of just going you know speaking to like federation after federation obviously we've got the world squash endorsement as the official global rating system for the sport um okay. a, a, two or three months ago mm-hmm. um so now we're working you know with england squash squash australia um you know the Portugal, Squash Wales, uh, India, Squash New Zealand, having loads of great conversations, um, and everybody's Squash just getting... Canada on board. I'm I'm due to speak to them actually. I'm due to speak to them. Got a call arranged next month. Um, yeah. So it's it's about the flow of data. So that's why you're feeling that you have to manually enter results because hmm. your your league and tournament results aren't automatically flowing through at the moment. So UAE doesn't the... even have a federation. Uh, so. Uh... Yeah, so, we're, so uh, the UAE doesn't have a federation, as far as I know. Right. right. Well, yeah, well, we need to um, catchy. Yeah, uh, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, we need to we need to chase that up and figure. Out. I mean, we connect, you know, from small box league providers here in the UK. So, yeah. you know, no, I mean, we have a we have a small box league at, at our club, um, and there are other clubs around that um, doing the same thing. There's a Dubai league that a guy run uh, it's run by one or two people, but I'm sure um, uh, they, they could be submitting. Just, it's just a case of getting those results connected up with their pen and paper. We just move them onto a system that, that feeds in um, and just connects up. And then those results automatically come in and then everybody, you've got a squash level. So the ambition, the ambition here is to create, you know, a truly global rating system where your squash level becomes as ubiquitous um you know with the sport the same way as a golf handicap does so you can yeah. travel anywhere in the world my level is five thousand you're between you're four thousand you're six thousand right we're going to have a good game um so we're, we're kind of looking at the golf handicap system as a you know as a concept but then kind of marrying it up with like the likes of strava where there's a social network behind it um so that you know we're creating a social a social network based around ranking and connectivity and we just want to create a good, truly global network of squash players that means that you know if you go and play a masters or event or a junior event you know world masters suddenly ever it's an even playing field and it's not just a seeding committee and it's based on you know nope somebody doesn't know who somebody is or somebody's just appeared actually we want to just remove all that ambiguity and then make it much easier to find a player find a game all of that will be based on levels so you know it's it's happening you know we're on the way it's it's i'm not going to pretend that it's it's super fast because dealing with federations takes time um there's committees and boards involved and it's slow moving but you know we're speaking to probably 20 different federations at the moment and then some significant regional federations that you know are lining up and as soon as that happens it's suddenly it's not 20 countries it's 50 countries 60 countries and then you're on the path to you know a truly global network of squash players um and it's it's just good for the game right if everybody has a number and you you know if you're improving and you're engaged with the sport and you've got a social network behind it where you can all communicate um you know it is it is cool and richard you know richard is very much the the brains behind the um behind the maths and the algorithm there's 10 years of incredibly hard work gone into that that rating system and you know the interesting thing around the the power ratings that we do with PSA, yeah, yeah. Is that, you know, we're generally ahead of the PSA ratings, or sorry, the PSA rankings, because you know the PSA rankings are averaged over twelve months, yeah. whereas we're really taking the last three or four matches into consideration. So that's why why it works in conjunction with the rankings because that's a the tournament. Um, you can see who's who's in form and you know it creates talking points and you know that's why we partner with PSA but you know we had Paul Cole at world number one last November 
um, you know, four months ahead of him becoming world number one. And then we had him at world, sorry, then we've had Mustafa Asal at world number one since, I don't know, maybe May or June. And, you know, yeah. it's it looks like he's going to become the world number one. Yeah, um, we're a betting man. If we could bet money on, on squash, uh, you know, you could, oh, geez, this is big. Yeah, yeah there's definitely <laughs> money to be made. Um, Throwing so, down on Cole in November, he'll be number one in <laughs> a few months. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would have been where the smart money was anyway, I'd say. But, you know, it's just interesting seeing the, the rankings come into fruition with, with PSA after after the algorithm so it's cool it's the, uh early in the, the the upcoming season so say again where's the smart money uh as we approach the upcoming season uh does it uh it's going to be intriguing I, I... yeah no it's going to be good i think uh i'll have to go i mean it's hard to see myself yeah it's hard to see past a sal at yeah. the moment in terms of you know, you can't you can't write Ali, you can't write Paul off. You know, Joel's playing well. You can't write Mo off on his day. You know, it's um it's going to be fascinating. But Asal looks looks the real deal, doesn't he? As a as a youngster coming through, it's it's yeah. pretty impressive. But all the you know, criticism slide off his back pretty well too. I mean, say again, he lets uh, all the criticism. Uh, he pretty handles it pretty well. Does he's a yeah, no, I think he's got a bright future. He's, um, you know, he's an, he's an incredible squash player. Um, interesting character, you know, he's a bit like Marmite, isn't he? With, um, I mean, I, I think he's great, but um, I know he rubs he's, some people up. I've been on my podcast a couple of times and it's just been amazing. Like, he's just such a easy guy to talk to and yep. affable and, you know, uh, he's forthright, uh, everything, you know. No, 100%. I really like him and... Um, no, it's his squash is, you know, phenomenal. Obviously, you okay. know, some of the stuff that goes on on court, you you know, more, more people end up on the floor <laughs> than they would ordinarily. Can't can't yeah. escape that. But it's it's certainly uh entertaining and you know, he's got he's got an incredibly bright future and as I say you're, levels you're we've got a to number one. Obviously you're you're one of the, the great coaches here on the squash skills, but he, the what he does on the backhand when he cocks his wrist going in you know what i mean when he cocks his wrist going into the to take a ball off the back wall he's one of the only guys who who really he it's over it's he pops it right up and then just he's got a great technique isn't he He creates so much he creates so much threat um you know uh, ibrahim does that as well a bit yeah i mean they're very steep aren't they steep in their swings come down on the ball use cut the ball a lot yeah. But just very severe, you know, and then severe in the hitting. You know, it, it's hard hitting, so it's quick, but it's consistent, and you know, it's just dangerous. You just don't want to give those balls, those boys, any any balls that are sitting up because they're going to come down on it, and they're going to have four or five different options from the same swing as well, and then then go and cover it as well. You know, go and throw yeah. those shots in, and no, he's, he's phenomenal. He really is. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what what happens this season. Um, yeah, it's it's good. PSA is just really, really intriguing. Uh, I guess, in other words, squash levels is predicting an early, maybe perhaps a, an assault. They were predicting the next world number one. Yeah, yeah, we're predicting the next world number one there. I don't think it'll be very long. Um, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's there. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, now uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, bring up uh, what's going on like inside the world of squash skills itself with all the new content. And uh, you've got uh, plenty of stuff on there. I was looking through um, just to, for one, uh, you've got a lot of, you're working quite a bit or have done some work with, uh, with Nick Taylor uh, over the last little while. Uh, you want to go into that a little bit, because I think it covers a lot of ground, especially, I mean, Nick's been doing some great work over there with, um, with the junior squash. And uh, mm. um, I, I think some of what, you're doing is involved with that yeah no i mean it was really nice to be able to kind of do some traveling again post covid with the filming so i think for obvious reasons for a couple of years we were you know quite uk focused um you know with with jesse lee gary um obviously you know we've got joel making on there which was jesse traveling the 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 tundra of uh, south africa that's right. Yeah, no, he, yeah, he yeah. got over there for a little while. Um, we had him doing those indoor ball skill 
demos against his various garage. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was great to get over to the states and and work with you know with well we've actually got Sean Moxham coming up, which is yeah. which is really cool. But we we did a stint with Sean Moxham, Alex State, Luke Butterworth, um, and then obviously Nick, and and it was great. And you know I think with each of with with uh, Luke and Alex and Nick, we sat down and did those kind of twenty five minute interviews just on navigating us junior squash because it was fascinating kind of sitting down and and just realizing how different that is to anywhere in the world you know the pressure that that US. i mean yeah if you know without revealing too much uh like how how is it different and is it a good different uh Ah, i think it's it's an interesting different i think it's it's a pressurized situation and it's just more pressure you know nick says that in the uh in the interview it's just on the, coach or on the players uh, on, on the well both i think but there's just more at stake i think that's yeah. probably the reality in the in the states and that was the term he used free ride um, college right exactly it has such a huge impact on the future of this player this young player's life and you know yeah in 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 the uk it it helped you know if we were good squash players maybe you know maybe we might wing a sports scholarship somewhere but it didn't it didn't have a huge, a huge implication on getting into your your chosen school. It, it just might have helped you save save a bit of cash here and there, um, and it, it yeah, just just hugely different in the states. And obviously, parents are spending huge amounts of sums with the view to getting getting their kids into a good college. And you know, with squash playing and that squash playing success, that's all geared around around that college education and then that college education has an impact on the rest of that young person's life right so the pressure to do well as a young squash player is just there and you know rather than it all being about just being a good squash player because you love squash and you want to be the best squash player in the world it's about being a good squash player to facilitate getting into this college or school which is you know, it's what Nick talked about. It's it can be really tough, and the, if you don't love this game, it's hard. And to get good at this game, you have to be truly, truly committed to it because it's not easy. There's no shortcuts. Yeah. You have to be incredibly fit. You have to work hard, and it, in particular states, everybody's working hard. So to go through that pain, where you've got to love training, you've got to love the process. And I think Nick just highlights the fact that. He sees kids who clearly don't love the process and they've got parents pushing those kids who don't love the process to get good. And I guess that can be a miserable place to be. And that's that was the kind of crux of, of the interview. You know, it's it's just a tough sport if you don't really, really want it. And, you know, he's seen it over the last 25 years of coaching. He's seen everything and he knows when a kid doesn't love it. And I think it's just it's just, an you know, it's a very interesting place. For squash, obviously, it's the it's the growth market, it's the big market, it's the, the wealthy market, and that's where you know you see so many retired squash players moving over there because it's the place where you can make some money and the demand is there. But my word, it's it's a, it's a fascinating thing to look in on. Um, yeah, I guess I guess he has to have some pretty tough conversations with uh, with with players, but uh, especially with, with parents, uh, and that's probably these conversations he's. I mean, he's used to it now, but he'd, he'd never experienced that to this level, I'm sure. And, and look at, I mean, look at the, the players, the, the American players are competing against all, all these big name schools. Or they're recruiting from, from Egypt, from France, from Malaysia, from it. These guys are, are, you know, the best in the world. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's fascinating um, and, and challenging and, and, and hard. Um and well, that's a great story you've got coming up. Uh, you're, you're just kind of folk, you're, the the stuff with Nick is kind of focused a little bit on that, is it? Yeah, well, that that's all out there. I mean, we've got another one with Luke Butterworth. We've got another one with Alex State. And, you know, without revealing the contents of those, they're all saying very similar things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's not an un- uncommon thread. So, yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting place to be. I mean, I love going over there. There's there's clearly huge opportunities, and you look at the facilities and the opportunities that the kids have. Yeah, um, it'll be really interesting to see 
who goes on obviously you've seen like olivia and amanda going through that process and going on to be world-class pros but the depth of u.s squash and the breadth of u.s junior squash is ridiculous and you would just expect there to be more world-class professionals coming out of there given the you know the the number of kids playing but ultimately when the goal is to get into college and then go and get you know very highly paid jobs in the city typically and then you go and look at a squash player's salary in comparison. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, you know, why that, would you? That, that's where the, yeah. That's but I, the I think it's shifting, lies. you know, and it is shifting a little bit and we will see more, more US players coming to the fore. We've got, we've got to, it's a numbers game, right? Um, and it will inevitably happen. Um, and the PSA World well, Tour. You, you is see it a little bit in, in terms of the ladies uh, these days anyways. I mean, even if it, it kind of bleeds into uh into Canada a bit as well. I mean, the, we've got three, I think three girls in the top 40 now. Uh, oh, Canadian. Holly, wow. What a... That amazing, what, eh? Oh, God, I was there watching... Watch did both you see... The did, I was there, uh, yeah, watch semis and the finals, and uh, she was... I was, I was just watching it on the... Um, I just saw the score, the ticker, the, the score ticker on, on the computer, and I swear I thought, you know, Joel, Joel had to be injured or something in, in the last game, but she wasn't. Apparently, no, she wasn't. She wasn't. Um, yeah, she did. I mean, she didn't quite look herself, um, but she wasn't, and it, yeah, she wasn't injured. And um, Holly just played phenomenally and really took her opportunity. And my word, that fourth game, the way she just the balls she was picking off her feet, rolling topspin drop shots in off her toes, and it was absolutely ridiculous. Well, she was she was absolutely on fire, and it was just. It was great to see. Um, she's a really good. I mean, just having watched her on the PSA and, and you know Canadian nationals and stuff, she's a really good front runner. Like when she gets ahead, mm. and she's got that fire in her belly, like she's a she's a force that she can be for sure. No, so it was it was nice to watch, um, and she's she's such a lovely person as well. It was just just so good to see. Um, yeah. yeah, no, so it's good. It's good to see from a Canadian squash perspective and. You know, interesting for Gina as well. She that, that's the icing on the cake for her for this season. I, uh, I mean, she came from wherever it was 150 in the world, got up to the top, I guess, top 10. Well, yeah. you should have seen her on squash levels, Jerry, about uh, about a year ago. We had her, we had her in the top 10 about oh god, yeah, for a long time. Another so opportunity so, missed, yeah. No, so much so that I was questioning <laughs> the algorithm with Richard. I was saying, this can't be right, like. It, I literally remember saying, who's, who's Georgina Kennedy? Because I, I wasn't aware at the time when she came out of the <laughs> yeah. state. She was ranked, you know, 160 or 200 in the PSA. And she was literally four in the world. Um, and I was like, this can't be right. And, you know, the way she, you know, she's so physical, isn't she? she she's got that ability to wipe people off the floor. If they can't cope with the pace, she can hammer them, you know. And then she goes through people very, very quickly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, she's she's a real force. Um, she's she's such a great athlete, and um, it's going to be interesting because obviously uh, she's at she's top ten in the world. Top she's in the upper part of that, but to get to that next level, she's she needs to inject a little bit of something else into her game. So she knows that. Yeah, yeah, I and mean, she's got a great coach in Ben Ford, there yeah. and they'll be working on. You know, she's got a really solid foundation, you know, really strong, really strong physical base and just pace and power and, you know, athleticism. And that's that's tough, um, tough to get past. But, you know, it's just the women's game is in a, is in phenomenal shape. And it's, oh, it's, so, uh, it's amazing. And yeah. It's great to watch. It's my really favorite, cool. I think the to, to cap off last season, and it was kind of a dark moment as well, but uh, that match between Gohar and uh, El Hamimi, when they were just like the, the the dart, you know, firing darts at each other, mm, and, right? And, yeah. and you know, no love lost. And you know, we rarely see that in the women's game at to that level. You do at some time at some points in the men's game, but that was yeah. that was extreme drama. I, I, I was glued to, to <laughs> yeah. What's going to no, happen next? <laughs> no, it's it's really good to watch. Great squash, um, just super. Yeah, it, it's superb to be honest, and um, just yeah, fantastic to watch up at live in the Commonwealth. Uh, it's in a really good place, and yeah, showcased the sport fantastically. I thought, um, but also we just got this, you know, the World Juniors just just finishing now. It's yeah. really interesting to see, you know, Dutch name on the uh, on the title. Um, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, maybe a little bit of a shift again. Let's hope so. We, uh, that's always good. That's always good. Yeah. Um, yeah. You also, uh, I think you have um, coming up in Amsterdam, I guess, Hadrian Stiff has a squash skills camp coming up uh, the 1st uh, of October. Uh, yeah. So, uh, is that something that's um, that you're promoting or, or is that just sort of a kind of a local scene kind of? No, no, no. It's, it's truly global. I mean, we it was nice to get back and, and run the camps again. So we had Paul Cole um, May. Yeah, it must have been May um, in Amsterdam, which okay, was yeah. which was brilliant. Um, it always amazes me how far people are prepared to travel. Um, so we have people coming in from North America. Um, I think we've had people come in from Japan. We've had people come in from Australia for a camp, okay. um, which has been, you know, incredible. So, and, and then obviously all across Europe and the UK. People, so, uh, if you've got Paul Cold running a camp, I mean, people want to test themselves. They're, they're going to think this is going to be, this is going to be the ultimate, uh, you know. It was cool. Number one, the fittest guy in squash, uh, the strongest guy in squash, and yeah. nicest guy in squash. So you got it all. Yeah, no, it was a really, it was a really good camp. Um, you know, he, people were saying, God, <laughs> he, he really relayed a lot of the stuff that he's done with Rob, yeah. uh, with Rob Owen and was very forthcoming with that information. And you, know, you can see the campers' faces just like, oh my God, it's so simple. <laughs> Squash is such a simple <laughs> game. I've learned more, yeah. like literally one of the comments, Jamie Gledhill, he's been coming to all our camps for 10 years. Or about eight years actually, I think we've been running them. And he said, God, I've learned more in the last 10 minutes than I have in the last eight years on these camps after. <laughs> well, I'm not sure how I feel about that. But um yeah, no, it, that was that was an amazing camp. Um and I, I, you know, we just love doing the camps. It's such a great opportunity to get to know, you know, know members and put faces to the names. And we've got, you know, typically like half the campers are returners, which is always really nice. We've got a really great community. Uh, and it's got a good social scene around it as well. Um, but, but, you know, yeah, it's great working with Hadrian. Obviously, he's a world-class coach working with world-class players and, you know, a really good friend of mine. So it's nice to collaborate on this one and um, and get together. So there'll be lots of lots of great information. So the spot, any spots still available? Uh, still that? got spots available, actually. Yeah, yeah, still got some spots available. So, yeah, just check out check out the website. All the information's on there. Um, in the heart of Amsterdam, Franz Otten Stadium, one of the best clubs in the world as well, and, you know, bang in the middle. Amazing, so some of the facilities they have in, in Holland. Uh, I used to work uh, a little bit in Eindhoven, and uh, I just, one of my colleagues, he knew I played a bit of squash, and he said, Let, let's go to the club. Okay, it's like 10, 12 courts there. It was a public. And the rest, they're more like 20, 20, venues. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a cool, a good good, good place to play squash. Mm. I guess the Dutch League uh, uh, was always, did you play Dutch League? uh, I didn't actually. No, no, it was just on the the edges. So I played a bit of Swedish League and what else did I play? Swedish League, yeah. Swedish (laughs) League was, was a funny one. Scottish League. Fly up on a Tuesday morning, fly home on a Tuesday night. That was um, was definitely leaving a carbon footprint, Jerry. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. 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 Well, Jethro, um, I'm not sure if there's, a, have we left out anything here? Um, just a, just a, in in uh, in closing, really good stuff and a really exciting uh, uh, going forward here with the new launch of the website with the two new apps uh, with all the intel that squash levels is going to provide not only for the punter, but for the, uh, the player. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's exciting. No, it feels like we're in a, an exciting time now. Like it's not, it's been a tough couple of years. There's no getting away from it. You know, COVID was, was a challenge. There was nobody playing squash and as a business, it was, you know, <laughs> yeah, a bit, Tricky, yeah. A bit touch and go. Um, but it presented new opportunities. You know, we ended up doing the, the training club and then with squash levels, we would, you know, Richard wasn't being bombarded by emails because somebody had a dodgy knee and they were complaining about their levels. So we were actually able to... Uh, <laughs> then, then they shouldn't play. <laughs> well, exactly. No, you wouldn't yeah. believe the uh, emails we get. If you're not ready, yeah, what do they say if you're, if you're not, if you're going to go on court, you know, and be ready. That's it. The, level, the result counts. Yeah, but when when you've got percentage points at stake, Jerry, uh, that that maybe goes out the window. Well, I've, got so to, uh, I've got to send out the details here. I'll 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 kind of be your 
your man here in the UAE because I, I want to get I want to get involved in squash levels. So I'll, perfect. With with the we can go through club management. Is is that fine? And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's super straightforward. Anybody that's kind of you know involved with running a league or running tournaments, we just want to hear from. We can you know it's it's very easy and straightforward to get connected. Um, you know, we figure out your box leagues. We can help provide box league solutions as well. Um, and then results just come straight in. So it's it's super easy to to get connected. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it's an exciting time, as I say. It's just been a tough, tough couple of years. I feel like we're emerging out the other side. Um, you know, all the new tools and the new developments we got, like strategically, we're, we're in a great place and we just can't wait to share it with everybody and get feedback and get people using them and, you know, it should be it should be a good couple of years. I think we've all just got to band together as a sport now. Yeah. You know, support each other. It's you know, well, that's the conversation out there now is growing at the big I mean, that's what I'm going to be focusing on a lot, uh, at the expense of having trying to get big names on my podcast. I'm gonna try to get sort of growing the game type content. And uh, uh, it's where I've the number of conversations I'm having at the moment about the need to focus on the grassroots of the game. I think, you know, for years we've kind of focused on top down and showcasing yeah. high level athletes. And that's great. There's a place for that, but, you know, I can't help but feel in certainly some of the, you know, certainly European countries, there's not enough focus on the grassroots and supporting beginners and educating and handholding and getting the grassroots coaches in place. And, you know, that's, that's what we need to do. We need to make, squash clubs inviting fun places to be and we need to make sure people are using the right ball and mm. you know oh, exactly. whatever it is just 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 this is a fun you look at what paddle's doing and you know it's just yeah. highly sociable Amazing. easy to play and yeah. you know, they've got all these cool new venues and you know it's what squash was in the 80s right that's the that's the trendy thing to do and we've got to just address that we've got to make squash fun and accessible and and easy to play and you know you're completely right the focus needs to be on the grassroots completely now there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of intel out there a lot of people with good ideas who want to push the envelope but uh, they just need to gain uh, some traction somehow absolutely and, and that's what we're trying to do with the two with you know both tools it's make yeah. it easy to learn the game make it you know more accessible to to get better and then you know create this network and community and give give federations and clubs the tools they need to be able to communicate with with players as well and get relevant information out to them, get more people playing events, get more people at the right sessions, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that's the big focus for me really with with both projects is is the grassroots, um, you know, from a digital perspective. Um, and there's, you know, there's pockets, pockets around the world where people are doing stuff at club level fantastically well, but I think some of it needs a bit of a, a re reimagination as well, because if we keep doing what we've always done, we'll get what we've always got, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, interesting times ahead, but you know, maybe we'll have another chat in a few few months, and we'll look forward uh, to that. Let's do it. Right. And in the meantime, I'll let you uh, get outside and enjoy this uh, that lovely weather uh, today. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah late yeah, afternoon uh, tea out on the balcony. That's it. Blue skies just come out. So um, okay. yeah, I'm going to enjoy it. All right, Jerry, lovely to catch up with you, and Great we will. Up again soon well that was awesome always great to have jethro on and i'm definitely going to take him up on that offer to come back again in another few months or so uh, i'll have to do uh, some homework and uh, grill him on uh, some more technical stuff uh, didn't quite do a lot of that today because we were breaking down the new apps and the new uh, stuff that's going on with squash skills but as you uh, heard there was a lot uh, a lot of uh, really good stuff there in terms of you know just a technical side of game coaching junior squash the pro game it was fantastic Fantastic. So many thanks to Jethro for his time and for showing up again, uh, a third appearance. And uh, I believe uh, tomorrow we'll be um, doing uh, another episode with Gary Nesbitt. It's a squash skills theme uh, week, I guess you could say. Gary Nesbitt's going to come on and he'll be helping us ramp up ahead of the uh, upcoming squash uh, season in terms of our fitness and endurance. And that's always exciting. Uh, and then uh, another aspect that I might uh, 
<clears throat> might get into with him is the nutrition side. Now, that's something me as a 53-year-old, I'm ashamed to admit, or perhaps uh, proud to, to admit that I've neglected. Uh, I just enjoy the foods uh, that I eat. Uh, I love to eat. I love all foods. I love McDonald's, and I love health food. But uh, perhaps uh, Gary can convince me uh, uh, otherwise, and maybe I can get on a bit of a, uh, a better a diet. I don't struggle with, um, <clears throat> you know, with, with my weight, and I don't struggle with my fitness uh, per se, but, uh, you know, I can always push myself a bit harder. But in terms of nutrition, I think I've got a lot to learn, and uh, perhaps Gary can convince me and any anyone else out there. He, he's got a wealth of knowledge, and I'm looking forward to uh, perhaps broaching that topic with him tomorrow. But definitely on the fitness side of things, the endurance side of things, I'm going to be picking his brain for all of us and ahead of the upcoming squash season. So we have that to look forward to. Uh, we have also coming up um uh, several uh, interesting episodes and I'm going to, you know, fingers crossed we're going to have one of the Commonwealth Games gold medalists on within the next couple of weeks. Don't want to mention any names, but uh, definitely looking forward to that if it comes to fruition. So a lot to look forward to here on the podcast. We're back. Episode 221 with Jethro Bins today. Fantastic stuff. 222 with Gary Nesbitt tomorrow. And then later on in the week, we've got some other ones, uh, uh, including uh, Sean who will be coming on he has his own podcast we're going to break down the uh, squash podcast game and also the pro game and uh, many other uh, topics i'm sure uh, sean's a bright guy he's based out of brooklyn and he, he's got about 40 episodes into his uh, new podcast so we're going to have him on and have a bit of a chat about that but that those are the three uh well today uh tomorrow gary nesbitt sean che uh, coming up on the weekend and then uh with any luck Coming up next week. We oh, did I not mention Daryl Selby, who just retired? He'll be coming up soon as well. So looking forward to all of that going forward. Many thanks for listening. Uh, take a look at our SoundCloud play, uh, SoundCloud uh, page, and if you're interested in dropping a few coins in the hat, uh, you can see there the PayPal uh, link. Please uh, feel free to do that. Uh, be much appreciated. Uh, but anyways, this is for free, and uh, I enjoy doing this. Uh, oh, it, it's a passion of mine, and I'm really excited about the upcoming season. So, everyone, all the best with your squash. Let's get ready. Uh, we've got Gary Nesbitt's strength and endurance to ramp us up there for the upcoming season and many uh, other episodes going forward. Looking forward to it. Take care and have a great day. That was a mouthful. Goodbye now.